This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. At ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Chantel and Joe. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hello, Mr. Damer. Larry, how are we feeling tonight? Feeling great, my friend. How are you? we got a full show. It feels like this is yes. the first time in a very long time that we've had the full two hours. It feels like summer because that's a little when bit, it normally well, happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it, I will say it's been pretty warm out. I mean, it was like 50 degrees today, so it's been a very mild winter. It has been. It has been. And we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it by talking about it too much. No, we won't. So we'll move on. Hope everybody had a great sports weekend. And Gordon, um, here's what I'll say. The officiating took another hit this weekend. And while a lot of people were upset and really thought that the whistles should have been swallowed in the Kansas City game on the last play because that led to the field goal, I think more people should be concerned about how Kansas City got an extra four an extra set of an extra set of downs. Yeah, an extra play, right? They they reset after the play had been run and and, and failed, and all of a sudden, no, we're going to do a do-over. You remember when you were a kid and you were playing wiffle ball in the street and the the ball might be hit the car or something, and you had to have a do-over? Well, that was what they had. They had a do-over. Look, if you watch NFL games every week, if you're a fan of more than just your team, right? Like, it's easy to look at your team and think you're getting screwed, but... If you watch other games, if you watch the Monday night or the Sunday night or, or just the, the regular package on Sunday, you know the officiating in the NFL is terrible. It's terrible every single week. Why is anybody surprised? What, you thought it was going to get better? Was the playoffs going, they just needed more reps? No, it's, 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 a bad, it's bad. It's bad every single game. There are questionable things that happen every single game. Things that happen that you've never seen before uh, happen every single game. So... I don't know why anybody was all that surprised. Now, the hit out of bounds on Mahomes, I get it. You hate the fact that it comes, you know, it basically ends the game there, essentially. But that was clearly a penalty. That one Mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with at all. I don't like the fact that it came down to that. But it's all the other calls and the fact that there were six or seven big calls in that game, and they all seemed to favor one team, and that was Kansas City. It did, and it it was unusual. And I have to say this. Going forward, I don't think... They should break up the crews. If the crew works well together, then keep them together. Why would you split them up and have like an all-star crew? It doesn't work. For me, stick with the crews as they are during the regular season. If they're good enough to work in the regular season and they have earned the fact that they can move to the postseason, then move the crew to the postseason. I think they kind of have to go back and and reevaluate the whole thing, Um, especially in in playoff games like these. There should be a, you know, there's supposed to be that that unit in New York that's supposed to be overseeing everything. I I don't know. Maybe they went out for Chipotle or something during the, 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 you know, the two games on Sunday because it didn't seem like, especially the first game with that that, that first play by uh, Devontae Smith that was not a catch, was Mm -hmm. ruled a catch, and that was a big play in the game at that point. Uh, it, it turned out to not be as important because of the injury to Brock Purdy. But you would like – look, I, I never expect perfectly officiated games, and there will always be a reason why we, we can look and say, well, you know, this isn't right and that isn't right. But it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating that you, you sit down and you, you want to watch as clean games as possible, and it's, not, it's just not possible. So I think they almost have to kind of reevaluate everything and, and have the, the team in New York 
almost be the first team and the team that's on the site, almost like how they're going to have it with the, the, the automated strike zone where they mm-hmm. tell the people there. Now, look, the people there can still call things, but the, especially the big plays that are glaring, um, I think they kind of have to reevaluate the whole process. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. And the troubling thing is officiating is not just bad in the NFL, Gordon. It's bad in the NBA. It's bad. Yeah. Just ask Laker fans. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad in Major League Baseball. Oh, you don't we have to ask Lakers. LeBron will yell it at you. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen somebody react like that and not get a technical foul? Yeah. Ever in your life? And look, no. they got it wrong, but, <laughs> you know, that does happen. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they knew. That's why they didn't tee him up. Yeah, oh you know you're right. Oh my goodness! I mean, you would have thought he was he was he was stabbed on the way to the basket. I, I've seen you know Charles Smith is sitting somewhere saying, "What? You have a problem?" No, please. Why do you always mention his name? <laughs> it's just the most oh. obvious one that jumps to mind. The scar is still, even oh. after all these years, Larry. The scar is still fresh. It's it's because it's, I because as soon as you say it, it triggers the replay. Yep, absolutely. It triggers the replay, and I was just like, "Oh, what are you? Do? Can you just slam it once?" Just once. Why are you trying to be so – never mind. It's going down the bad road, bad road. But give me your thoughts on the games yesterday. Obviously, Philadelphia, San Francisco wasn't what we thought it was going to yeah. be. Give me your thoughts on Philadelphia. I mean, neither game was really all that great. Um, I thought the Eagles – now, I, I picked the Eagles to win that game. I thought they were the better team. Uh, but the Eagles were vulnerable. If Brock Purdy had been able to stay in that game, that game was – even while it was seven nothing, and everything went the Eagles' way. Not, I'm not saying the calls. I'm just saying well, one of the calls did go their way. Yeah. But you know, the the injury to the quarterback, the the call. It seemed like everything was going their way in the first quarter, and it was still only seven nothing. And I felt like the Eagles were a little bit vulnerable yesterday. But uh, once the quarterback got knocked out, uh, that game was over. So that one it doesn't really warrant all that much. Um, analysis but the second game it was a good game and um it, it felt like there were moments there that the the Bengals were going to take charge but at the end of the day I mean there is a reason why we talk about Patrick Mahomes being mm. the best quarterback in the sport and he showed you again yesterday that even with a bum ankle even not at 100 percent still made the plays that one throw that he had on that one touchdown oh, uh was an absolute seed um and uh, they are going to be a very tough out you know they are almost like when LeBron was at his peak, where until they're out, they're the favorites. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't care what Vegas says. I don't care what um, what anybody says. They are the favorites, and uh, it'll be very tough. To, if the Eagles, I'll say this: if the Eagles are going to win the next game, they'll earn it a lot more than they've earned the last two games. No doubt about that. And I will say this though: the Eagles, that defense is very good, and that defense is going to give it's going to give that offensive line some issues, but. I'm I'm confident that Kansas City is going to be able to find ways to 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 combat that, and I'm fascinated with the Kelsey brothers being in the Super Bowl together. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by that because even 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 with his back hurting, Gordon Travis Kelsey was always open yesterday. When in doubt, throw to him. I mean, it is amazing. He is he is putting himself in the conversation of greatest postseason weapons, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's right there with Gronk in terms of tight ends. And the amount of games that he's playing, he's going to end up being right there with like Jerry Rice when it's all said and done. I mean, he yeah. is he's an absolute weapon and a weapon very few teams. And you know what the thing about him is? There have been a lot of great tight ends. Now it feels like the gap between him and everybody else is so wide. It is. It is. Yeah. 
And you know why? He's got a good quarterback. Yeah, He's got the that, quarterback that, certainly that finds helps. him. Yeah, that He's certainly got a helps. That, and they have great chemistry together, and they know he knows where he is, and he'll find him, and they read each other. And it's funny. I said it last night, Gordon. It's, it's interesting, but whatever fan you are of a team in the NFL, if it's not one of the top teams, they're playing just – they're playing just a different game than you. And and you really notice it yesterday. And as you mentioned, with, with Mahomes being injured and limping around and, you know, running and just hobbling and, and still finding a way, willing his way to win, willing his way to, to, you know, move this team down the field. And I give Steve Spagnuolo some credit, Gordon, because he made some adjustments. He was far more aggressive uh, on Kansas, on um, Cincinnati than he was when they met in the regular season. Because they got to Burrow a couple of times, and even when they got to Burrow so much, the Burrow ran for about 40, 45 yards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even on the bum ankle, he still threw for 300 yards. He still Amazing. had a couple of touchdown passes. Now, he had the one fumble that was obviously a major play and could have been uh, a major turning point in the game. But, uh, I mean, he's now been, at the stat I saw, he's now been the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs five years, and the worst that the Chiefs have done, the worst, is losing in the conference title game. Yeah. So now this is his third Super Bowl that he will go to, and um, we got a couple of weeks to, to look ahead. But it's if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, it's it's hard not to feel confident going against anybody when he is the guy. And, and you'd have to think in two weeks he's going to be a whole lot healthier than he was yesterday. It's weird, Gordon, and I don't want to put any salt in, in the wound of the Giants fan. I'm not trying to do that. But just an analysis, I thought – I thought Philadelphia looked better against the Giants than they did yesterday in the first half before things fell apart with the Niners. And yeah. it's probably because of the Niners' defense. The Niners' defense is they are ferocious. And, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts did not look good yesterday. Had yeah. a lot of passes high, did not seem to be in it. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I felt like the Eagles were a little vulnerable yesterday. And the fact that Brock Purdy – we'll never know. I mean, maybe Brock Purdy stays in that game and, 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 and it's the same results, even if it's a little mm -hmm. bit closer – because the Eagles' defense is pretty good, and it, and they certainly got after the whoever the quarterback was. They yeah. were getting after him yesterday. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating matchup, and you just see when you when you watch those teams because the 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 Bengals were certainly live. They, I mean, they had their chances, and we all know. I mean, the Niners were not the Niners once the quarterback got out. But you look at the talent that they have yeah, on that team. It's amazing. And if you're a team that's like aspiring to be that, you see how far the gap is. Yeah. I mean, they got guys everywhere. Even the Chiefs yesterday, they're losing receivers and they're bringing guys in. There was one guy I'd never heard of before and he <laughs> caught a pass. And I'm like, this is unbelievable that the, yeah. the, the amount of, of talent that they have. And I think a lot of it goes to the quarterback, but it just shows you how good the, the, to get to this point, how good you have to be. And as, and as we always say, that's what makes – I don't care what the sport is. It's the, it's the talent level of your reserves. How close is it to your starters? If you're able to get the talent level of your reserves as close to what your starters are as possible, that, that bodes you success because you're only as strong as the weakest person on your team. So if you have, if the weakest person has really good talent, your team's going to be pretty good, and that's what we're seeing because, I mean, how could you – if you're San Francisco – Okay, you're thinking, like, how could we lose four quarterbacks in the season? And that's what happened to them. And, yeah. and you just wonder, Gordon, in the back of their minds, couldn't any – not that you would think it would happen in a million years, but I'm telling you, if this, if this was the Jets, people would be killing the Jets right now. How could you not have a third quarterback? You've lost all your <laughs> – 
<laughs> How uh, could yeah. you not have another quarterback? Well, look, when when the, when the second quarterback is Josh Johnson, does it really matter who the third quarterback is at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, like I Josh Johnson's been around forever. He's not yeah. very good. Um, but, I mean, just take a look at the Bengals, right? They, they Obviously, they got the quarterback, and they nailed that. But they got Joe Mixon, who's who's very good. Mm-hmm. P. Ryan was picking up big yards. It's tough yeah. to bring down. Obviously, they got Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins, who made that crazy catch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the tight end, he, he was a factor yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Hurst. I, I mean, yep. they just have – like, and they didn't even win at all the talent that they have. So. Uh, and the Eagles might be the most talented roster in the sport. If it's not them, it might be the Niners. Mm-hmm. So the Niners are going to be fascinating because the news today with Brock Purdy getting hurt and, and now yeah. it looks like he's going he's gonna to be sidelined for the next six months. Given that injury, given that, you know, when we get away from the heat of the moment and you're thinking about next year, you think about the roster that they have, that's a Super Bowl or bust kind of Absolutely. roster. Absolutely. Are you Absolutely. going to rely on a guy who had a magical seven seven games, was it? Eight games, whatever it mm-hmm. was for Brock Purdy. But are you going to put it in the hands of a guy who was a seventh-round pick in a second season coming off a major injury? Or are you a team that says, you know what? We got the team. We're just missing the quarterback. And there's a couple mm-hmm. guys out there who have certainly been in the big game and have won the big game before. Do they go down that road? Does Aaron Rodgers come off the new, come off the Jets as a quote favorite unquote, all right? Or or the or do they say maybe we got to bring Jimmy G back? Uh, we'll discuss it next. It's ESPN New York tonight on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Now, Gordon, is the point you made right before. I mean, if you're looking for a situation where a team is right there at the right there, ready to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, they were a game away with three different quarterbacks. So if you could settle down to a for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who has that talent, I mean, with those weapons, they would be odds on favorite to be right there. Oh, I don't even think it's close. But, you know, the problem with Rodgers there, obviously, is the fact that the Packers have to trade him somewhere, and you would think that well, they're not going to trade him to the 49ers, but that doesn't necessarily mean they won't go down that road mm-hmm. because he could very well decide, you know what, I, I don't want to go to the Jets. And if Tom Brady ends up saying, you know what, I'm from the Bay Area, I'll go to San Francisco, maybe that opens up the Raiders as a possible target for, for Rodgers. It, to me, it feels like the Raiders, if they're going to go somewhere, Brady would be the most likely choice because the coach is his former coach, his former coordinator. So that kind of matches up perfectly there. But if, if you're Tom Brady, if you're anybody, and you look and, and look at the landscape, mm. you'd have to say, if I want to go win someplace, the Niners are a pretty good bet to go if, to just drop in with all the talent, that, that defense, and be able to win right away. So it's going to be fast. It was kind of fascinating last offseason. The quarterback carousel is going to be really interesting this offseason. And no doubt about it. 1-800-919-3776. Let's head to the phones, Gordon. Let's start off with Brian in Long Island. Brian, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Gordon, Larry, good evening. How are you guys doing? Hey, Brian. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to call about the officiating, obviously, in the Chiefs game. Everybody is making great points. I mean, the only thing that I would like to add to that is that if the officiator, or if the referee really wanted to stop the play, or let's say he – 
saw that there was four or five seconds off of the clock, right? He should have thrown the flag either as soon as the play started or just before it, if it was really that loud. Because at least this way, it's an indication that no matter what happens, no matter what the outcome of this play, okay, we're going to redo the play. Because he could just pick up the flag, be like, there's no flag on the play, but however, we needed to redo whatever the case may be. Because I don't want to get, like, all conspiracy theorists and everything, because at the end of the day, the Chiefs did outplay the Bengals. The Bengals, Joe Burrow did throw two interceptions. Regardless of the situation, I do think the Chiefs did win that game. But Who's not to say that if they get that first down, they're going to really bring that play back to 39 again? That's that's where I, I'm a little – the conspiracy theorist in me is saying to myself, that, that doesn't sit well with me because, okay, maybe it was too loud, whatever. Throw a flag, do something, uh, or tackle the guy. <laughs> do something. Get in the middle of the play. I've seen it happen year after year of watching football where that has happened. They've had to stop the play, to reset the game, you know, the time. Well, think back the to the Cowboys two years ago when they had that, when, when Thanks, Dak Brian. had the slide at the end, right, and then they had to re-spot the ball. The official had no problem running from 20 yards away to Wave make sure hand. that he could spot the ball wherever he wanted to spot the ball, and then the game ends. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, no question. I, look, everybody, anytime that these things pop up, and they happen quite regularly, in the, it feels like in the NFL they happen all the time. Um, it, it's always, it always to me feels like piecemeal, right? Like, oh, you got to make them full-time officials. You have to do this. You have to do that. I, I don't know, man. It just feels like the game is so fast and there's so much to watch that I don't – maybe it's just too fast a game now for the human eye where we're all sitting on our couches watching it, watching it on instant replay six, seven times and being able to mm-hmm. catch all this stuff. Maybe it's just too fast a game, and they just have to kind of reevaluate the entire thing. Yeah, at, at, at six, seven different angles, right? Six, seven mm-hmm. different views at six, seven different angles because you talk about the play in the Philadelphia game. I mean, you know, where, where, the, where the official was, he couldn't see that the ball no. was moving. Right. There's no way he could see it, you know? And, and you go back, which is ironic because in the Kansas City game, all right, which was almost the same play, but in the end zone, they caught it that, he, that the ball was moving. And they had the opportunity to turn it around. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's really going to be, I think it's going to be what you said, Gordon. Is, and it was funny because for the earlier rounds of the postseason, I thought they had done at least a decent job of seeing the play so it didn't stop the play, but they could review it in New York and just say, no, that's not it, keep going. Or no, that, that that's incomplete, let's keep going. So you didn't have to stop and get an official review. So I thought they had done a pretty good job of that earlier, but yesterday the plays were just too fast, as you mentioned. And so now, now the NFL has another problem because it's like this, Gordon, with the additional uh, things that are around the NFL now. Right, I'm talking yeah. about fantasy football, Absolutely. you're talking about betting and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, the integrity of the game is at an all-time high right now. And so you really have to make sure that everything is on the up and up, especially after you suspended a player for betting <laughs> during the season. Yeah, well, the uh, you know yesterday the the hashtag NFL is rigged or NFL rigged or something like that is rigged was trending, and and that's going to just happen now because there's so much money in these games that mm-hmm. if you have money on that game and and, it, and the call goes against you, of course you're going to think it's rigged. It can't possibly be that you picked the game wrong. It has to be that you were you were foiled by the forces of the NFL juggernaut, right? So everybody's going to always feel like uh, the calls are going against them when you're betting the game. So unfortunately, that's part of it now. The NFL owners have allowed that to take place. So 
Uh, it's always been part of the game, never more so than it is now. Uh, I don't think that the calls are a sign that the game is rigged or that the officials want this team to win over that team. And uh, I, I don't know who said it originally, but the line about uh, never blame to malice what can just be chalked up to stupidity. Like, I don't think that it's it, that they have a, a plan out there to say, no, we got to make sure we get Kansas City to the <laughs> Super Bowl. But when all the calls go a certain way, I'm sure people are going to feel that way, and they certainly felt that way yesterday. The New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make sure you're part of this historic season. So, enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Seattle Kraken at home on February 7th. How? Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. We'll continue the conversation right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's head back to the phones. Alex is in Manhattan. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Al? Guys, thanks for taking my call. Going to make a couple of quick points. Love to hear what you think. Actually, you guys brought up a great point about the game being too fast for the referees. Look, you got a guy like Tony Corrente, who's 70 years old, you know, making <laughs> 3000 and change exactly. every week, trying to, you know, keep, keep an eye on the plays. I think at this point there's a, there's a fundamental, you know, argument or pretty much the only difference that comes into play is this. Will having the NFL, a billion-dollar company, multi-billion-dollar company, having artificial technology and AI, you know, make these calls within, you know, 60 seconds going to really interfere with gameplay? In the last, you know, comparing the last two decades, and this decade's a lot more passing, so the clock stops more. The game's only a minute longer. you got to get the plays right. There's too much money on the line for gambling, for, you know, seeds and going to the Super Bowl to just completely blow calls. I thought that was an embarrassment. and love to hear what you guys think. All right, Alex, thanks for the phone call. Uh, they're going to have to make some adjustments, Gordon, and th that might be the way to go, where they just have to, you know, look at the plays and just constantly monitor them, as you said, in New York, where you have to yeah. look at them constantly and say, okay, listen, hey, hold it. We're looking, we're reviewing that play. Stop, stop it. We're reviewing the play. And, you know, that's what they have to do. If, because, once again, it's going, it's down to the integrity of the league, especially in the postseason. Well, look, if they want to fix it, they can. Uh, they can throw money at the problem, and uh, that will fix the problem. My, my question is, is what is the incentive? What, is, what really is the incentive for the NFL to change anything? Because here we are, right? We're all saying, oh, they got to fix this. They got to fix that. We'll all be sitting there. We'll all yell and scream on a Monday after we sat there for eight hours, eight and a half hours, whatever it was. And we watched all the games. And I said in the open, <laughs> if you watch games every week, they're always poorly yep. officiated. But yep. there I am, the, the, the head of the idiots, sitting there every week yelling and screaming <laughs> about it. So I, I just don't know what the incentive is for the NFL uh, and what it would take. It would ha If something maybe happened in the Super Bowl and it was a blown call, like if the, if the Devontae Smith play happened. Yes. And it happened in the Super Bowl, and it was a critical part of the game. It's the game it's, winner. Right. And it was the game winner. Well, then maybe, but, you know, they do check everything for the, uh, the, the scoring, scoring plays. plays and the turnovers yeah. and all that stuff. So uh, I just don't know how much more of an incentive the NFL really has because we could all yell and scream, but 
we'll all be sitting there. Yeah, and then the NFL is going to say, well, we don't want to disturb the, the, the pace of the game. Mm, You're going to start here. Right. Sound, we're sure. going to start talk, are we talking about baseball now with the pace of the game? And, and, and competitive advantage, right? What happens if, if you, know, you have these teams that do with the hurry up or the no huddle offense and they just continue to march down the field? I mean, clearly, uh, look what Kansas City did yesterday. I mean, look what Philly did yesterday. They hurried up and huddled and got the playoff before they had a chance to review it. So yeah. in a situation like that, though, I, I just think, Gordon, the, the folks in New York have to say, hold it, we're looking at the play. Stop it. Tell the call the officials, stop it, we're looking at that play. Because that was a – that was a. it looked like a great catch. I mean, it's a great effort. Mm-hmm. It was like a great catch. And once again, it comes to the idea of, okay, well, what is the catch? Do you yeah, have this that's... whole thing about holding all the way down? But mm-hmm. listen, that hit the ground. So, that, yes. you know, that, that that's a totally different thing. But but now it's like if it just moves a little bit and you and you didn't maintain control, so it's not a catch. So you know the NFL has put themselves in this position too. And, and that should have been the tip off to the to, to Kyle Shanahan that that was yes. not a catch. Like yep. the fact that they're running to the line to get another playoff right away. That's your son more so than waiting for the news from upstairs or waiting mm-hmm. for somebody to say something in your ear. Yep. That should be the tip off right away. Because that wasn't the five yard completion. <laughs> no, that was a huge that was a huge play at that point, right? That was a huge play on the opening touchdown drive. Yeah, so they had to run down the field. So while they mm-hmm. were running down the field, you should have, hey, you know what? Let's, let's let's throw the flag here. You know, so I, especially since it was the first half, like timeouts exactly. in the first half are not nearly as right. important as the timeouts in the second half. Yes. And Gordon, I I, I got to say this. Uh I, Kyle Shanahan is brilliant. But Gordon, d- didn't you have some other recourse to j- just run the ball? I mean, uh, I can't. You know, there's plenty of things I can blame him for. Clearly, the the Atlanta I mean, Super Bowl, no chance. But there was, no, yeah. Once the quarterback gets knocked out and Josh Johnson's in the game, it's over. I mean, you know, I mean, they're they're trying I mean, to come after up. After Josh with Johnson left but, the game, I mean, all you had yeah. to do, I mean, you couldn't do anything. I mean, there was no way you, there was no way you were. That game was over. I mean, it I was, was over. Yep. It was it was yep. done. Yep. Yeah. Unless tough. unless something ha- unless unless the defense somehow uh, attacked. Jalen Hurts in some way to get him to turn the ball over multiple times. <laughs> Once the quarterback gets out, knocked out, it's I can't really blame him on that one. I'm I'm laughing because once you said that, it took me back to uh, one of the line linebackers of the Niners got a what an unsportsmanlike penalty for trying to punch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was working. He was working the bag well. I mean, he looked like Sugar Ray Leonard, and he was not even a left-hander, and he was doing it with his left hand. That shows you the level of frustration. They were they were ticked off because the you and know, got a and, flag. And, yeah, and, and and they didn't blame. I mean, they don't, he, he can't blame the quarterback. Much no, like I can't all. really, I can't even really blame uh, the kid on the Bengals for knocking Mahomes. Now, look, you have to have better situational awareness. Yeah. You know, you're getting close to the sidelines. You have to, you know. But, I mean, he played a fantastic game. He did. And it, it's did. so funny. As soon as that happens, everybody's on Twitter screaming, oh, you have to – you can't hit the – you know yeah, how no. fast that plays? Ha- that dude is running full out. Yeah. He is – he's an unbelievable athlete that's running at top speed, trying to chase down a quarterback. And, and it happens not even in a second. It's fractions of a second. Yeah. The and, only and everybody thing, has to. Oh, you have to have better awareness. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows he shouldn't have done that now. Yeah. The only thing he could have done in hindsight is once he saw his teammate standing on the sideline, Gordon, yeah. and this is just sure. then just keep running. 
that, that's course. the only thing. That's the you only thing he could have done. Yep. Because He's you can't stop because he either blew his knee out if he stopped at the speed yeah. he was going. It did seem like he hurt his knee as well. Yeah, because yeah. he hit he hit the bench. Yeah. How, how about his teammate just sitting there? He didn't even move. <laughs> Tough. Tough way for it to end for them. It is. It really was. It really, really was. That's that's I mean because I was ready I was ready to sit in for overtime. I'm thinking it's going to be overtime. I'm like, hey, now we're going to have, because all on Twitter, remember, now we have the new mm-hmm, overtime, just a mm-hmm. reminder of the new overtime rules. Everybody gets a chance. And so you're like, because you you know they weren't going to hit the, now obviously they're going to try to kick the field goal, Gordon, because, you know, if you miss, miss it, it doesn't matter. Right. You're going to overtime. Sure. But but it did, that 15 yards made it pretty easy. It absolutely did. And and just to make sure that I'm clear, I would be, if it were my team, I would uh, just to show that I'm a complete hypocrite, I also would have been yelling and screaming, you got to have better situational uh, no awareness than that. Of course. But of course. I of think course. he knows that. And yeah, to see him knows. answering the questions after the game. And, a lot of credit. Uh, oh, I mean, a that's a stand-up guy. No question about it. No question about it. And, you know, and, that's a, one other thing that I wanted to bring up about yes. how they handled that. You know, whenever there's a coach that comes on in, in New York – and and they start winning, like Day Bowl this year or mm-hmm. when the Jets were winning. I always hear the phrase, oh, they're really changing the culture. Oh, they're changing the culture. Two things that happened yesterday, uh, both on Twitter, would make you wonder, have they really changed the culture? The Kayvon Thibodeau thing, which I took as a joke, mm-hmm. but then the Quinn and Williams one, Ooh. that one to me is way worse than what Kayvon Thibodeau did. Yeah. Saying, oh, this is what it's like when you don't have a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Now they know what it's like when you don't have – I mean, the guy's still on the team. They still don't like him. They still don't like him. <laughs> they still don't like him. <laughs> still don't like him. Yeah. That tells that, that you, tells you, you there's know. no – there's no. even if we all know that there's no chance for him to come back from where he was, that's even more proof. I mean, so it just it, – once again, it, and we're not going to name him because I'm tired of saying <laughs> It just goes to show, Gordon, that there's something going on that the other players see. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's just not working hard. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just that that's it. Because even you would not out your player like that, your teammate Never. like that. Never. Not, and this is, and, it's not like it's the first time this has come up. No, 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 no. I tell you. And he's not concerned about that hurting his money. No, no, it's not because it's not. He doesn't have. He 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 made the correct assessment there because it's not going to affect his money. No, but it's just always funny to me when you hear that phrase. Oh, he's changing the culture, and it seems like such an empty nonsense thing. Yeah, what you're saying is he's just changing the result. Right. To me, that's the sign of a bad culture that you're still uh, openly attacking somebody that's on your team. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he deleted the tweet, I guess somebody got to him and said, "Hey, you know what?" take that down or maybe he noticed it on his own and said you know this is not sometimes you tweet something in the moment and it doesn't come across as you want it yeah. context is kind of hard from reading mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that was a bad look D- didn't you hear herm singing don't press it don't, don't press, press end, end. <laughs> right <laughs> just kept i heard him when i saw that i heard herm edwards just don't press in and so that that's that's a tough situation and as far as Thibodeau is concerned he's become a victim of his own situation. So he can't even joke on Twitter at this point now. Yeah. Because and, of and his that, reputation. And I, and I did take what he was doing as a joke, and Joe Staley clearly did not take it as a yes. joke because he was very, very salty right away. And yes. I did take it as uh, he was kidding around. But 
The problem is a lot of the people that were defending Thibodeau now, where I do think I'm, I'm kind of on his side on this one, were defending him when he was rolling around and mm-hmm. doing the snow angel, knocking into Nick Fall. Oh, he didn't realize that he was hurt. Yeah. At the, I mean, it's kind of hard to not know when your your <laughs> legs are banging into the guy, writhing in pain on the yeah. side. So. And I'm sure he I'm sure he wasn't quiet. No, I would think that I'm sure he well, was maybe he's quiet noise. because he's still trying to catch his breath, but you have to have some kind of situa- situational awareness on that one. So a lot of the people that are defending Thibodeau now are the same ones defending him then, and it's kind of hard to take you seriously if you were defending him on that one. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But uh, And once again, he's got to come up with a better retort. Who are you? I don't know who you are. Who are you? Stop. Right. I mean, you don't have Stop. to really – this is not like the third-string kicker or something. Like, these are guys who are playing in the league and, and at a high level as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeff Saturday was, a, was an all-pro. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if, 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 uh, if what's-its-daily ever got to be an all-pro, but, he, I mean, I remember him doing commercials, mm-hmm. you know, national commercials yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So he definitely had a career where he wasn't just an afterthought. Absolutely. He was not just a guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he Got to do better. He'll have to go to the Pat Hanlon school. Pat Hanlon will straighten him out in the offseason. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Set back to the phones. Mike is in Jersey. Mike, you're up next on ESPN New York Tonight. Yeah, hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you guys? Love the show. Thanks, man. I I wanted to touch bases on that uh, on that catch from the um, 49ers Eagles game that mm-hmm. we were talking. You guys were talking about earlier. Whether the owner should be on the uh, NFL to um, replay that because it's such a big game, it's such an important game. But I feel as though the owner should be on the coaching staff. I mean, these guys get paid a lot of money to know what the rules are, and you know, how to um, uh, play the game and when to call for a challenge and when not to challenge things. And it should fall on them, not the NFL, my opinion. Well, yeah, Mike, you're right. And, and, and thanks for the phone call. And I think, Gordon, had it, you would hear more about it had the game been closer, right? But as it turns out, it ended up being really a non-play. But as you mentioned, with the way that Philly ran down the field, and tried to hurry up. The tip normally, normally the process, Mike, is for the coaches. They'll go. They wait for a call upstairs. They have a guy that does that. He monitors it. He looks it over. He says, "Yeah, throw the flag, or don't throw, throw the flag. It's too close, or not close enough, or whatever." And then that's what the head coach decides. Uh, but in that case, uh, you know, the giveaway was they sprinted because that was had to be. They had to run like 25, 30 yards at least for that play, and then they got the play off. I mean, they just they, they called the play on there while they were running down. They just ran something. So, yeah, it, the onus is on the coaches. Yeah, because it's going to impact them more than the NFL. The NFL, the game continues, and, and, and maybe we'll criticize them to a certain extent, but their li- their livelihoods are not depending on it, right? It's not dependent upon for the officials. It's not certainly for the league. Nothing's going to change. So for a coach, yeah, you, the ultimate responsibility is to you and your team and and in that situation, I get it. It's it's a tough play standing on the sidelines. Usually you have enough time to to kind of weigh do you want to review it or not? But the fact that they ran down the field the way they did and were trying to call a play right away, that's the tip off. Hey, this was not a catch. 
we we should challenge this right here and now because it was a big. It was not just a routine play. What was it third and nine? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'll go back Second and look. Second or third and nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was a big play at that point of the game, and um, it was a miss. Now at the end of the day, it did not matter all that much, uh, but it's just to me that's another sign that. There's enough stuff being missed on a regular basis mm-hmm. that you kind of have to rethink how you're going to go about this, but I don't think that's <laughs> – I'm pretty sure that's not the take of the NFL. No, no. Like the on the coaches. <laughs> they understand what's in place. The rules are in place for them to be able to – look, we give them replay. The replay, that's why we put it in place. They have the flags. It's on to – what else can we do? You want us to throw the flags for them? That, that's the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not wrong. In that sense, they're not wrong. That's well, what the I mean, coaches the, the are problem, for in that situation. But, yeah, but the problem is is that like everything is set up to cover the NFL, right? Like they'll make the initial call, and then the, 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 the head coach knows, well, I got two challenges. If I get them both right, I get a third one. It really should be – the owner should be on the NFL so that all the calls are right, but that's kind of a, a, impossible to expect. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, in the real world, yeah, it's on the coach. And in that case, you know, and we'll say it again, with them running like they were, that was your signal. Huh. I'm just That's strange, the right? Why are they rushing up to the line exactly. this quickly? As you mentioned, especially in the first half. Yeah. And you would have gotten, as it turns out, you would have gotten, you, they would have taken the points, you, you know, they wouldn't have scored probably. All right. And you would have had a second challenge. Yeah, a third challenge. Mm-hmm. Because you would, that one would have been, that one would have been right. Yeah. You know? Hey, look, Rick, uh, uh, good, just as well, it was a it was a blowout yes, game. Absolutely, it's disappointing absolutely. because you, you're all jazzed up and and yeah. coming into the weekend, you looked at Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals. Really, any of those teams could win. You could really absolutely. have any combination of those four teams. There was not a fraud in the bunch, but with no. the quarterback going down for the Niners, it uh, it kind of crushed them. And and for the Eagles, has there ever been a team that's had an easier road to a Super Bowl? No. Than the Eagles? I mean, they beat nope. the Giants, a team they always beat, a mm-hmm. team that w- was riding the high of the Minnesota, but did not belong, uh, clearly d- did not belong on the field with the Eagles that day. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners, they kind of looked like the Giants. I mean, t- that's what got Thibodeau into trouble. That yeah. uh, the, the, Once yeah. the Niners lost their quarterback, they kind of looked the same way. So two blowout wins, and now you've got a couple of weeks to, to gear up for uh, a far tougher challenge, that's for sure. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. And the Gordon, what is the and I know this is just off the cuff, but I'm curious. What is the one thing you're going to hear about the over these two weeks that's just gonna drive you crazy that's like I really don't care about this anymore, just play the game. Two if there's of them. one thing that go ahead. I got two. Go ahead. And right now it's naked. Well, there's one that's a little bit more out in front, but mm-hmm. obviously the Andy Reid yeah. He coached in Philadelphia. Now mm-hmm. he's with Kansas City, and then the Kelsey brothers. Yeah, I'm guessing by uh, two weeks from now, I'm going to be sick of the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> uh, and I'm, Andy I'm, Reid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no question. I, I, I'm just going to be worn out about the, the the ankle in the shoulder, the ankle in the shoulder, and how that's going to. And and the other thing that's going to drive you nuts. The the uh, the spreads. You saw what happened just last night. It went KC minus one. Mm-hmm. Pick them, Philly minus one. Pick them, and then it's just it's going back and forth and back and forth and back. I and can't forth. get so, over that the Chiefs are are underdogs. Isn't that something? I know. I mean, that's got to be based on the fact that the the ankle injury. But in two, 
Look how he moved yesterday in two and exactly. that's in two weeks. Yeah. He's going to move much better than that. And listen, uh, hurts his arm. That shoulder is not hundred percent. You can see how he was tossing it. It's not hundred percent. So you know he's going to have to. He'll be better too. So that's what will make it so much fun because both of them should be in better condition than they were yesterday. Yeah, and and I, again, as I said before, I, I did not think Hurts looked good at all Mm-mm. in that game. It's no, kind of lost didn't. in the fact of the, the blowout, but yeah, he ran uh, well. He ran well, yeah, yeah but, uh, but there was tossing it. No, mm-hmm. I mean he couldn't he couldn't connect with AJ Brown at all, not like at all, and that's crazy, especially after he was begging for the football after, <laughs> after the first after the Gi- the Giants game. I want the ball more. I want the ball more. You know, they tried to get it to him and couldn't get it to him. tough it is it definitely is it definitely is when we return second hour of espn new york tonight on the monday we'll continue our conversation with the nfl we'll also talk about now that the uh, nfl according to a source has given us what the salary caps are going to be for the teams and break down the by position we kind of figure where people might be going quarterback wise and running back wise plus Going the Knicks did it to me again. <laughs> they did it to me again. And now I, I, I get to watch LeBron and Anthony Davis sit to get ready for the Knicks tomorrow night. Thanks a lot. We'll discuss that next. It'll be hour number two of ESPN New York tonight. Hardesty and Damer right here on 98.7 ESPN New York.